Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Hey guys, welcome back to the Facility Dude Podcast. This is Ray Karawala with your host, Bob Bittner. Bob, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, Ray, um, it's it's great to be here this morning with you back in the studio. And uh, some things I think are really important for our facility directors and managers to understand is that there's a great gap in communication between, a lot of times, between the facility department and the C-suite. And let me just define the C-suite for people because it may not be referred to that in their organization. It may be board members. It, uh, it may be chief operating officers or chief financial officers, but we just are going to refer to that today as the C-suite, all those in the upper level of management that are making the day-to-day decisions on how to operate and manage the business, if you will, the executive board, what it is that's important to them. And, you know, I find a lot of times when I talk to facility directors and ask them, have you ever sat down and talked with chief financial officer to say, what is it that you would like to know or be aware of about my business? What would help you to understand? And what language should I use when I'm speaking to you? Because I think a lot of times we use totally different languages. Now, yeah, I totally agree, Bob. I think there's a very, very small percentage of the C-level team that actually sits down with their maintenance department to understand how we should really help each other. Right, we've got so many companies that are out there that uh, that where the maintenance uh, where the maintenance manager is going along his business and the C level executives going or the C level teams going about their business, not really understanding how they can help each other. I think I think one of the biggest problems we face is you've got a C level executive that's worried about the finances of the business, where they can allocate their funds, how do they budget. So what's happening is they just they just don't know how to communicate with each other they're not speaking the same language and they're missing all of these key objectives that they should be working on together it, it's interesting because usually in the facilities department it's the the second or third largest budget line item uh, within a company when you take the things like uh, utilities that they have to pay and uh, the labor for maintenance and corrective action and preventive maintenance uh, it's a large part of the budget and I think that a lot of times the C-suite doesn't think that there's any options there to help uh, understand or improve on that. And if they would just sit down with their maintenance folks, and I think it's a two-way street. I, I think uh, both the facility directors are afraid to sit down with the C-level. The C-level doesn't look like that they can do much with that area, so they just kind of leave it alone and they just kind of ignore each other. So I think uh, in the long run, uh, there's some work that needs to be done on both parts. Uh, I'm really excited in a few weeks we're going to actually have a uh, CFO to come in and talk with us. So we'll be able to grill them a little more about that from their perspective, which uh, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I think we'll definitely have fun with that. Question for you, Bob. What do you think, is there an initial step that, that either the maintenance department or the C-level team can take to at least start on this road or this pathway to at least start speaking the same language? What do you, What in your mind do you think should happen initially. We, you know, Ray, since we're talking mostly to uh, this audience is mostly facilities people, I would say facility guys and gals, take the initiative. You make the initial contact. Say, look, I want to do a better job communicating to you. 
This is a lot of money that we're talking about. I control a lot of things. I can have a positive or negative impact on the business by what we do in the facilities organization. So let's just sit down and talk. And I would just say, hey, Mr. CFO, particularly, I would start with the financial area of the business because they really are the ones that probably anyhow are managing and controlling the budget and the forecasting and say, let's, let's sit down, let's go to lunch and uh, let's talk about, Mr. CFO, what is it that you really need from me? What language should I talk to you in? You know, over the last uh, 35 years that I've been in, in the facilities, I think one of the areas that have, has, been, has grown in the need to understand is finances. We have all these different financing mechanisms and budgets and so forth that a facility manager now needs to manage. And a lot of times we don't understand it. And so I would say to the CFO, I need your help in understanding the finances, but what is it you need from me to understand my business? How can I communicate to you better in a, in a terminology, in a language that would help you understand? And, uh, you know, we, uh, uh, we were talking before we came on air here about uh, preventive maintenance. That's, a, that's an area that most facility managers really are pretty much passionate about. Ray, what do you think the, the average CFO thinks about a preventive maintenance program? What do you think in their mind they're thinking when you say, oh, I've put in a preventive maintenance program? You know, I, I think I have these conversations all the time with facility managers, plant managers, maintenance managers. And, you know, you'd be surprised when I have these conversations. It's almost like the C-level uh, C executives, just, they just aren't part of it. And from what we're understanding, there's this large there's this large misunderstanding or them not understanding at all of the benefits of what a PM program can bring them. They don't know what a PM program is. They look, they very much live in this world of reactive repair. So by the C-level team, there's this bit of trepidation and just because they don't know, they don't want to know. They're afraid to know. They're, they're afraid to, to kind of almost, they're looked at as the go-to for everything. When they don't know something, it's kind of one of those things that they just don't want to talk about. Well, we have that normal tendency, right, when something that comes to us and we're not really familiar with the terminology or what they're talking about, just to kind of nod your head, yeah, okay, and go on. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, we use terms, and we use the alphabet soup a lot, you know, PM and RM and CM and CMMS and all these different terminologies that a lot of times uh, the C-suite just doesn't understand. And they don't want to look dumb, right? They don't want to say, well, what does PM mean? And I think we, we, if we relate it to what they do uh, and try to understand from their perspective, a CFO and the C-suite would never start a new year without doing some planning, right? They wouldn't go in and say, well, we're not really going to put a budget together this year. We're just going to kind of let it run and whoever needs money, we'll give them money. Whoever needs um, uh, things, we'll get them things if we've got money. We just won't. And... We won't really care about whether garbage gets picked up, whether, whether there's no projections for the number of patients we're going to have. We really don't care about the number of memberships we have. We're just going to kind of run loose and, and willy. And I think that, you know, kind of making that connection of saying, you know, why would we do that with our equipment that we have? Why would we do that with our resources that we've invested and a lot of times tens of millions of dollars in and just say, well, we're not going to plan for anything. We're just going to kind of let it do. And I think that really would connect with a, particularly a CFO in the C-suite. 
Yeah, when, when you put it like that, and when we, when we talk about it in those type of terms, they live in the PM world day in and day out. They just don't know it. It's just a different term, it's right? It's just a different term. And I think, if just like you said, if we can connect at that level and we can show them that what we do in our maintenance department is actually not different at all, I think that in itself will help you. And I think a lot of times we're looked at, we're viewed at from a facility standpoint is always a give me organization. Give me more money, give me more people, give me more resources, give me better buildings, give me better equipment um, without really putting the story together behind it of how that's going to help them. I want better garbage trucks because I don't want complaints of oil being on the streets, hydraulic oil leaking out all over the streets as we're going around picking up. I want to keep those calls away from the mayor, right? I want to help prevent that from uh, being a, a nuisance to our uh, town council by having garbage trucks that are, are trashing themselves running around. or. We need to keep the streets clean from snow. I want to be able to have the, the equipment. So we keep that. We're allowing our, our people to be able to access their, their homes. We're able to get emergency vehicles in and out. And a lot of times we just don't speak the right language. I think when we start talking about uh, certain implications of not doing something, that's another way of getting the attention of the C-level executives. At, at, that, at that point, if you're bringing certain implications to the table itself of not having something done, now you're looked at as a strategic go-to instead of just a reactive wrench turner. Exactly. And, you know, I was talking to somebody in the healthcare market the other day. Their profitability is down at like 1% or 2%, which is extremely low. And if I say to them as a facility manager, to the CFO, would you be interested, Could if I improved the profitability of the hospital by a tenth of a percent, would that be significant for you? And when you're talking down to a single percent, I mean, a 10% improvement is huge. Let me uh, let me put some investigation in. Let's relamp this whole building, and we can really drop down the energy costs associated with this. And all of that goes back to the bottom line in the, in the end and increases productivity and increases profitability. And I think those are the kind of terms that we need to, to latch onto and understand. No, I, I think you're absolutely right, Bob. Uh, another thing I was thinking about is at, at the end of the day, if something breaks, then you approach your your C-level team or the people that make the decisions that's going to write the check to, to replace a chiller or boiler, whatever it may be. Do you want to go to them and tell them this is going to cost you seventy, eighty thousand, maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars, or do you want to have the type of conversation where you can say? This could cost $150,000, but do you want me to give you options where we can potentially delay that? Yes, and I, I think always if we can understand, and so it gets back to that initial conversation and getting to know the C-suite. What's important to you? You know, a lot of times we, we kind of laughed about this when I was in the school system. We said we found out about all about our, our uh, organization in the front of the news, in the paper, and uh, on the news but I think it's important to go to board meetings. If if a uh, if there's a uh, if you're in a situation in a facility where there's board meetings, where there's town council meetings, go to those meetings. Try to understand what's happening, what's important, uh, what's what's on the mayor's heart, what's on the board's heart that they want to try to get done, and then capture and work around those things. If you can't go to those meetings, at least read the notes 
and the minutes from those meetings. If you can't get in, if you're a private organization and you can't get into board meetings, really try to dig in as what are the things that are really driving the business? What are they really concerned about? You know, in the healthcare industry here, most recently in the last uh, two years, we've really been concerned about all the changes to healthcare from an insurance standpoint. Well, we sh as facility managers, we shouldn't ignore that. We should say, what impact is that having on my part of the business and how can I make it easier for the C-level because I know they've got this big weight of how to, uh, how to deal with the Affordable Care Act at this time. So I think we really need to dig in, look beyond ourselves, project ourselves into their seats and try to understand what it is that's important to them. Put ourselves in their shoes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, Ray, um, you know, we talk about uh, this is a very important subject, and I, I think it uh, is more important than many of our facility managers might realize. And I would just encourage them to really consider how it is that they go about and understand, number one, their business, whether it's a public uh, entity, and I would still say that's a business. There's people that are, we're trying to get things done. We have services that we need to deliver. We have um, uh, uh, obligations to our citizens. We have uh, uh, patients that we're trying to take care of. We have a membership that we're trying to please. How is it that, what is our role in the end game? Trying to understand the end game of the business because a town is not in business just to maintain snow trucks or a town is not in business just to maintain chillers at a community center or the school is not in business just to keep a really pretty gymnasium and sports field. There's something deeper than that. There's something more to it than that. And we should try to understand what those things are. So we really can support our organization. And I really believe that when we open up that dialogue and that communication and come to them and say, tell me what it is that would help you do your job better. How can I present things to you in a better uh, situation? I think that uh, they'll find a real warm reception and really on load. Uh, they, they might get more more than they wanted uh, because a CFO says, nobody's ever come and asked me that. How do I, how do you speak to me? Yeah. How do you understand? So I think uh, it's a, some, some good advice. And I think that uh, our facility managers really should uh, take that to heart and, and step in there. And it's, it's uh, the price of a lunch maybe. But it might be the best uh, 10 bucks you spend at the cafeteria in a long, long time. Thanks so much, Bob. Great conversation. There's so much more to this topic itself. And we're taking a week off for Labor Day. We'll see you guys the week after. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.